Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. That's right, Trey Blossman and I will talk some LSU spring football. Lots of NBA talk on the Pelicans, the Warriors, and other things. A little bit on the XFL, a little bit on MLB. Sports Takes with Trey and TK coming up in just a minute or so. Don't forget, we've got an LSU spring football preview Loaded under the guise of Talking Sports with TK. Monday, we'll have an LSU baseball update. We do that weekly. And then a new podcast called Chin Music, all about MLB. That's each and every Wednesday with Rick Robinson and myself. Don't forget to connect with me on social media. That's a great way to keep up with all of the podcasts and some other stuff. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account as well. We're going to listen to a quick message, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. DK, I am Tommy Chrysan, and as I mentioned, it's time for Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. Going to talk a little LSU spring football, some NBA stuff, and some XFL for you. Let's say good afternoon and hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing great, Tommy. I just ate my first crawfish of the year a little while ago. Well, I've had them a couple of times, and I'm debating on getting some this evening, but I'm a crawfish-eating kind of guy, so uh, I'll <laughs> you, be you used to be a pre- You used to be a pretty good crawfish-cooking kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I've been known to boil a few uh, mud bugs, and, and people enjoy them. I haven't done it in a little while, but I, I still know how to do it. So I used to get invited to crawfish balls if I would cook. Well, of course, that meant I ate a bunch, too, you know, so, <laughs> so it was all good. Well, Trey, as we roll into the month of March here, tomorrow, Saturday the 7th, LSU football begins spring practice. The reigning national champions, Coach Ed Orgeron, met with the media a couple of days ago, and and they're excited about getting going. Uh, Lots of key things to look at, most notably the quarterback position, but also you mentioned in a previous episode of Sports Takes about linebacker play. Scott Linehan in with, uh, I mean, excuse me, Bo Pelini in with the 4-3 defense. Linehan in on the offense. And they need some linebackers in Coach Orgeron. That's one of the first things he, topics he addressed on Wednesday of this week. So you were spot on, Trey. Well, you know, uh, I think it was an obvious question. Where's the production going to come behind uh, Clark at linebacker? I think we know he's going to be pretty good. He looks like he's ready to play. But uh, a lot of young people, a couple of seniors that have been around for a long time. But I I like the moves. I love moving Lee to linebacker. He's going to be a big, strong, big hitter. I never saw him play in high school, but I heard that he's a really good defensive player. And, of course, most kids want to play offense, you know. And I think he realized he's stacked up behind some pretty good guys at wide receiver. The state of Louisiana has the – best group of linebackers in next year's senior high school class 
for quite some time. We've got other young bodies. I think it's a smart move. He requested the move. Uh, I speculated that uh, Marcel Brooks would also be a linebacker on Monday, and it's official now. He has been moved. He's a safety size guy. He's not even 200 pounds. Maybe they can put a few pounds on him. But he showed well in the limited role late in the season as a pass rusher last year. So I'm anxious to see what those guys can do. Uh, sometimes guys that have been in the program for a while step up. We've got uh, Travez Moore, Andre Anthony, and Ray Thornton, all seniors. One or more of those guys may well step up, Tommy. We got Antoine Sanfa and Philip Webb coming in as freshmen. Dante Starks is a redshirt freshman. That's a whole lot of bodies now at linebacker. The key is, will we see production from some of those guys in that group? Or you're going to have to. It worked out pretty good a few years ago when they moved Devin White from running back to linebacker, and he's making millions in the NFL now. And the thing about Bo Pelini's defense, they're much more of an attacking, aggressive defense. Teams that he has coached average 38 sacks a year. That's more than LSU's been getting for quite some time. So the linebacker in the 4-3 is important. Plus, you know, you've got to be able to cover backside of the backfield and slot receivers. I mean, you know, with the wide open offenses in football, you know, the old days of the linebacker that you hoped he could run with a tight end. No, they got to run with receivers now into the secondary. So that'll be a key point during LSU spring football practice, the development of those linebackers. And I totally defer to Ed Orgeron and Bo Pelini with this, and and they'll use these spring practices to get that linebacker play in shape for the 4-3 defense. Front line's pretty good, and defensive backs with Derek Stingley Jr., that's in pretty good shape. They just got to keep, keep working hard. Yeah, well, you know, you and I have talked on our former radio segments before we were doing this podcast that in the NFL, the linebackers are now the best athletes in the league. That has not always been the case, and as you said, they're asked to do more and more, and certainly LSU will be running a pro-style defense. Uh, I, I, I like the moves. I, I like the talent there, and I do expect that we'll get good play there. And as you said, the, the line and the backs are, are great. So LSU ought to have a pretty, pretty good defense coming up next season, Tom. And I think, uh, you know, all the current players, new attention, uh, new ear listening to Bo Pelini, you know, they don't know him real well. And he comes in having won a national championship at LSU in 2007. So I think complacency is out the window that sometimes happens when you have the same coach for numerous years. But uh, that'll be a, a key thing during spring football. The other thing, the quarterback position. Trey, I've told several people, in the, in the history of Baton Rouge, radio, television, print, and now Internet, the number one topic in life history has been the LSU quarterback position, good or bad or ugly. And now Coach Orgeron comes out and pretty much anoints Miles Brennan as the guy. He's the one. It's his job to lose, as they say, or it's his job to take the bull by the horns and be a leader on this team. He's a redshirt junior. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Uh, he's been around. They know him. And, uh, you know, it's all about him taking charge and being the quarterback, and that'll be a key thing that gets observed during spring practice. Uh, he's had a few meaningless snaps in college action. The three guys behind him, Peter Parrish, T.J. Finley, Max Johnson, none of them have ever taken a college snap. I think Parrish took one uh, in a, in a mop-up game, but 
obviously it wasn't meaning mean didn't mean anything. So uh, quarterback position, Miles Brennan, can these other guys push him? Can he push them? And when we get to the spring game on Saturday, April 18, uh, I would suspect Brennan gets the majority of the reps with the number one unit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the real question is how far can he push himself? I think he's ready. If LSU is going to be a contender for an SEC championship or even an SEC West championship, it has to be Miles Brennan being the man. This team doesn't win 11 or 12 games unless Miles Brennan is a very good SEC quarterback, Tommy. If he's not the guy or he has a less than great season, this team could lose three games. I don't see that happening. Uh, I think he's poised and ready. I think he's in the perfect situation. I think this is where you want your quarterbacks to come from. You don't want to rely on a freshman coming in and lighting it up. You want to have a guy that's been in your system two or three years, waiting, growing, learning, strengthening. He gets check marks on all those categories, Tommy. It's time. It's Miles Brennan time. Another note, Derek Stingley Jr., when he was recruited, he was told that in his second year they'd take a look at him on offense, wide receiver. He's probably the premier cornerback in the country, even though he'll only be a sophomore. Spring practice, they're going to let him look at offense. Could see some two-way stuff out of him in the fall. We'll wait and see how that develops. And, and then also the offensive line, a lot of big shoes to fill on the entire team and, of course, on the offensive line. But I'm the one that believes, especially like last August, when one of the reasons I predicted them to go undefeated was I think they have a boatload of talent across the board at all positions. I think that talent's still there, not necessarily household names or guys that, you know, people know off, can pull the name right off the top of their head, but guys who will get to that level because they're, they're, they're LSU football players in the SEC, and, and Coach Orgeron's not giving anybody a purple and gold uniform unless he thinks they can play and play at that level. Absolutely. Uh, I'm – I'm curious to see Stingley on the bubble screen like we used to use <laughs> Skylar Green. Right. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. So, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on spring football practice. And a reminder, the spring game will be at Southern University, A.W. Mumford Stadium, uh, on ESPN2, 12 noon, Saturday, April 18. Tiger Stadium is redoing their field. It's not available for the team to use. Uh, A.W. Mumford holds 24,000 people to have an artificial surface. Big old jumbotron scoreboard in the end zone. Plenty of parking at A.W. Mumford, so uh, that'll be a, a good chance for Tiger fans that have never been on the campus at Southern, some 10, 11 miles away from the campus of LSU, uh, to get a little look at Jaguar country. Yeah, it'd uh, be a lot of fun. I, I, I like the move of the game. I have a question for you, Tommy. Sure. These idiots who tore up the field in Tiger Stadium, is that the old field, or had they already started making some improvements? It was during the process of the, you know, redoing the field. So I don't know how much it put a kink in the plans or the progress. I don't think it was anything severe. But uh, as someone suggested to me, perhaps they – should let them sit in the tiger cage for a little while and get to know Mike. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give them any coverage because they're well, yeah, yeah, coverage. Yeah. But I, th I think it's a legitimate question when you're talking about we're 
redoing the field, stripping it and redoing the whole thing. And then there was damage done. So uh, just was curious. Uh, yeah. Now let's remind people you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey and TK, part of Talking Sports with TK. Other podcasts are available, including an LSU Spring Practice Preview, Chin Music about Major League Baseball with Rick Robinson and I started this past Wednesday. It'll be every Wednesday. And, of course, LSU Baseball Updates. As we continue, uh, we want to talk some NBA. Trey is an NBA guru, if you will. Trey, I did watch the Pelicans uh, really lay an egg to the Timberwolves the other night. You can't lose games like that if you're going to try to shake in the playoffs. And uh, I was on Eric Asher's TV show in New Orleans last night, and half of the show we talked Pelicans and, and Gentry. So I want to get your NBA thoughts and observations on the Pelicans, the Warriors, and anything else you might have in the NBA. Well, Tommy, the Pelicans are now five games back from the last playoff spot with 20 left to play the chances of this team making the playoffs is now very very slim a big part of that was the loss to minnesota who hadn't been beating anybody and is minus their best player for injury carl anthony towns the pelicans were up 10 in the second half of that game and lost it going away it was very very bad loss now they did come back and play a very competitive game and lost a tough one to a real good dallas team and Lonzo Ball continues to play at a very high level. He had 25 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, a solid double-double. But how are you going to beat this, Tommy? Luka had 30, 17, and 10 for a triple-double. And Chris Stapps Porzingis had 34 points and 12 rebounds. Seth Curry, Steph's little brother, 21 points on six of nine from three-point land. You're not going to win many games when the three guys on another team have stats like that. No, you're not going to do it. And um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of people think the Pelicans are now out of the playoff picture, you know, because they kept looking ahead of them. They didn't realize that people were right behind them were close and have now passed them up. And, you know, 20 games left, including tonight against the Heat. Uh, it doesn't look good for the Pelicans because they, they got to go like 15 and five down the stretch and hope some other people back up a little bit. Well, we, we went from two games back in ninth place to five games back in 12th place. So, yeah, uh, some other teams have moved ahead of us. And some of those teams are playing pretty well right now. Uh, I, as I just said, I don't think we have much chance yeah. for the playoffs, but I'd like to see the team continue to play well. And if healthy, should be very good next year. Trey Blossom, you got some thoughts on the Warriors, and then I have a basketball history note for you. Yeah, well, uh, we just mentioned Seth Curry. Steph Curry returned first game since Halloween night, I believe, after sitting out a couple of months. A lot of people said, well, he shouldn't even play, just waiting, holding back for next year. But this Warrior team has been interesting to watch this year, and I, I watch a lot of the games they're losing a lot of games, but some nights they're very competitive. They're playing some really young, inexperienced guys who are getting better and better. Last night, in 27 minutes, Steph Curry had 23 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Typical starter plays 37, 38 minutes. That would equate to 30, 31 points, maybe nine rebounds, nine assists. That's a pretty solid effort when you hadn't played in months. Newly acquired Andrew Wiggins had a double-double with 21 and 10. Steph's brother-in-law, Damian Lee, had 23 points. 
Young Marquise Chris had a double-double with 17 points and 12 rebounds. Eric Paschal, playing the role of Draymond Green, had 16 points, four rebounds, eight assists. They played without Draymond Green. They paid, played without Kevon Looney. They played without Klay Thompson. But they managed to play a really tough game against a good team. They're going to add a high first-round draft pick, the first, second, maybe third pick. The Warriors will be right back next year where they have been prior to this year for the last five years. You can book it. All right. Absolutely. We'll follow Trey Blossman on that. Hey, Trey, 35 years ago yesterday, 35 years ago this week, a significant night in the NBA and New Orleans sports history. Might you recall or do I need to tell you? 1985. Was Pete still in New Orleans? Nope. No. Okay, you tell me then. At Lakefront Arena, campus of University of New Orleans, Larry Bird scored 60 points for the Celtics in a game against the Atlanta Hawks. That's the year the Hawks played like 10 home games at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans. I remember that now. I 60 do. Wow. points, 60 which is points. still an arena record by the great Larry Bird. All right, a well, couple of minutes left here. Go ahead. Larry Bird would be crushing it if he was in the league today. A <laughs> couple of minutes left here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. You got some thoughts on the XFL? Well, for the first time this weekend, Tommy, the XFL goes prime time. Sunday night, there's a game that starts at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It's the latest start yet for the league. I've been enjoying it. Uh, I'm watching not all of it, but I'm watching what I can. And uh, I really like the St. Louis and Houston teams. They look to be clearly the best. But the Tampa Bay Vipers, who are in that primetime game, they're a team on the rise. They changed their play caller a couple of weeks ago, and their offense has really started rolling. I'm going to try and watch in primetime Sunday night, Tampa Bay at the L.A. Wildcats. All right, and I'm going to close with an MLB note that if you're not aware of this, you're going to love it. All right, uh, Goose Gossage, Hall of Fame reliever, back with the Yankees, the Padres, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, back when relievers got three outs and saves galore. He's always been one to speak his mind about baseball. Down at spring training, he's on a radio show, and he's talking about how upset he is with the game of baseball the new rules, the joke. He said they're just ruining the game. It's not a game he recognizes. Nothing but stupid decisions on baseball. He said, it looks like the Democrats are running baseball. <laughs> Go Goose. <laughs> How about Goose Gossage taking a little political stab at MLB? Yeah, and, quite, and, and also an accurate one. Hey, Trey, fun, a lot of fun here in another edition of Sports Takes. We encourage people to to share it with all of their friends, and we'll do it again next week. Very good. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. No, that'll be a topic for another day. <laughs> Take Have care, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.